0: eternal health episode number five
1: you're listening to the eternal health podcast where we discuss god's great design for your life in body mind and spirit your host is laura Rimmer, who's a plant-based nutritionist author speaker and health coach looking for yoga tips or the latest protein shake recommendations, sorry, you're in the wrong place. If you're ready for no-nonsense, multi-layered health expertise, drawing on evidence-based nutrition, and biblical principles, welcome to Eternal Health. For show notes and to download your free 5-minute Optimum Health Scorecard, please visit laurarimmer.com. Enjoy the show.
0: A very big welcome back to Eternal Health and to this episode. This episode number five is entitled Applying the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People to Your Health. So this, if you don't know, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is a best-selling book. Business book, personal development book by Dr. Stephen Covey. So this book has sold like 20 or 30 million copies, something like that. And to be honest, like I used to really, really love this book in my early 20s when I was really into self-development, personal development, learning the ropes of business. This really helped me. And I still aim to carry the seven habits into my business life. I I aim to have my business adhere and the people I work with and the products and services that I produce in alignment with these seven habits. Now when I became a Christian I saw that some of the finer details of the book are not compatible with what God says in his word so I wouldn't recommend it as a kind of overall life book. I would far and away advise you to read the bible instead you know if you're looking for wisdom but That being said, overall, the seven habits themselves, so I'm going to go through just the seven habits, literally the seven habits, um, they are rooted in biblical teachings. So that's good. Now, what I'm going to do in this podcast episode is apply those because I was sat down rereading the principles of the book today, um, have been over the last week. And it suddenly dawned on me that actually these seven habits apply to the way we approach our health and diet as well. So I thought that would be a nice twist. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before applied Stephen Covey's seven habits to health. I don't think so. So that's what I'm going to do in this podcast. So before we get into it, just to say, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast yet, then do go back and listen to that one. That was all about how to have systematic good health in body, mind and spirit. So episode four talking about how great health is a system so that will very much kind of be a good introduction to this week's podcast and so either go and download that one after this one or do it now and then come back to this one so in the book the 7 habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey talks a lot about character and he says that our character is a composite of our habits and those habits are co- either well either conscious or unconscious. So we have a mix of conscious patterns and unconscious patterns. And that those habits over a period of time and in varying combinations, and um, you know, amount of time we spend on those habits, they actually produce our character and they produce our effectiveness or our ineffectiveness. So, if you're ineffective in a certain area of life, whether it's work, family life, diet, and health, or anything else, then Stephen Covey would argue that that's because you've, you're reaping the produce, if you like, of unhelpful habits and unconscious and conscious patterns which aren't serving to get you the effectiveness that you might want so that's in a way quite freeing isn't it because it says that we're not you know we're not deterministic we're not saying oh I can't I can't make any changes here I'm just um, I have to accept my lot he's saying and the whole thrust of the book is that Effectiveness is a learned skill. We're not born with the skills of effectiveness. We learn them over time and we practice them. It's continual habitual practices along more helpful paths than the habits and things that we do more naturally that are the kind of easier route, if you like. And Aristotle says, and I'm not normally one for quoting Greek philosophers, but this is quite a good quote. He says, the excellence is not an act but a habit. And I think that that's true, and it's the same with great health. Great health is never a single act or a a random few acts here and there. It's a habit that builds character that will build good health. And as I just mentioned, we're not born with these habits. We learn and we have to cultivate them. So think about it like great health is not going to be attained by having one apple here and there. It's going to be obtained by having apples Maybe every day, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Might be a trite saying, but um, but there's a lot of truth in doing these simple daily habits that are positive for our health over a long period of time. Just yeah, rather than trying to eat hundred apples at once and expect to have good health, that's not going to work. It's the simple daily habits of practicing good health that are going to get us the results that we want in our body, mind, and spirit. So my aim in this episode is to show you that if you apply these seven habits in the area of your health then it won't be a quick fix but you will see immediate and positive results and that's um, you know that's that's quite a bold statement isn't it but I believe it to be absolutely true I've seen this time and time again and you'll probably come to see it well, once we get to the end of this podcast you'll probably see that yeah this makes sense and, and if I take these things on board and do some of these actions then I will reap the um, the results that I want so whether that's maybe to lose weight to get fit to heal some kind of disease or ill health issue uh or to have more energy or to sleep better or whatever it is these seven habits can really help you in the area of your health so let's dive in now habit number one is to be proactive. And the principle behind this is that we are responsible for our own lives and that we can make conscious decisions and we can choose our reactions. So whilst we can't choose outside circumstances all of the time, we can choose our reactions. So if something goes really wrong, you've had a really bad day, we can choose whether to get really stressed, really angry about that. And it doesn't always feel like we've got a choice in the moment. And I, you know, I'm the first to admit that sometimes I get frustrated and and angry and, you know, I'm not brilliant at, at managing that. But Ultimately, we do have a choice. We can choose to look at things in a different way, see the opportunity, see the opportunity for growth. And yeah, this is, I do recognize that this is easier said than done, but we always have a choice. We can always choose our reaction because think of it like this: a hundred different people would react in a hundred different ways to someone when they're in their car driving, cutting them up or driving out in front of them, a hundred people would all react differently to that. Some people would react really, really badly, get really angry. They'd start swearing and shouting at that driver in front. Some people would act very courteously and think, oh, that, you know, don't worry about it. I'm having a great day. I'm listening to the radio. I'm looking at the nice sunrise. I'm enjoying just driving. So it doesn't matter if someone pulls out in front, in front of me. Someone else might feel a sense of annoyance, but choose to think, well, maybe that person is having a bad day or made a mistake and to show that person more grace. So yeah, our circumstances don't determine our reality we get to choose our reality and i'm mindful i'm not a a subscriber to the law of attraction i used to be but i'm not anymore god showed me that um, the law of attraction basically is trying to take some biblical principles and remove god from the equation so for that reason i wouldn't advise going down the whole what you think about you bring about point of view at all so uh, my personal point of view is that we need to get our strength from god absolutely Um, we need to get our strength from god we need to be seeking jesus reading the bible in prayer and that the power of the holy spirit in us as christians will give us that um that ability to to take the high road (laughs) in situations where it's it's sometimes hard so to round up we we have to be proactive, that's the first habit. Now when that comes to your diet and your health, what does that mean? It means that we can, well there's two things here, it means that if and when we experience some kind of health issue, then we can choose our reaction to that. So I'll give you an example in my own life, so this is probably about six years ago now, I woke up in the middle of the night, went to the bathroom and just collapsed completely collapsed and couldn't get up my back had just given way my lower back and I was in immense pain with it and I couldn't move I literally had to crawl back to my bedroom on my hands and knees and couldn't move I was out I wasn't able to walk I wasn't able to do anything for almost a month for two weeks straight I was in bed and could hardly move to the toilet and after the two weeks I went to the doctor. No, probably before that. But after about a week, I went to the doctor and he didn't know what was wrong. I went then and saw an osteopath. They didn't know what's wrong. So in my mind, I started thinking, Am I gonna become paralyzed here? Is this it? Are my running days over? Are my walking days over? I I wasn't sure, I didn't know. And I could have taken any number of um reactions to that I could have been really angry, really frustrated, really, you know, why me? Why does this have to have to happen to me? I could have got really stressed about it. But as it was, I took the opportunity to to choose a different reaction to that event. And I in my mind, and this did take mental willpower, mental reasoning, thinking this through and making a conscious decision in the face of adversity to decide that, do you know what? If I'm gonna be paralyzed for the rest of my life, how can I make that great? How can I enjoy that? How can I live a fulfilling life? even in, under those circumstances. So I started just thinking about all the things I would do if I was never able to walk again. So firstly, what I did, I watched the whole of Wimbledon. Um, it was in the summer, so I just watched pretty much every tennis match every day throughout that Wimbledon period. And I really, really enjoyed it. I never normally watch TV. I don't have a TV of my own, so I was at my mum's. And I took that opportunity to just watch Wimbledon, which I would never do, and I really enjoyed it. Secondly, I started writing down all the things that I was never able to do when my life was really active and, um, and switch it up and think, what can I do now? I'm inactive. And I thought about writing and singing and maybe writing poetry and painting and drawing and things like that. And all of a sudden I got this really quite excited feeling of all things I could do that I wouldn't do as an active, busy person and the other thing that happened was it gave me a real sense of life slowing down I slowed down the pace of things normally I was always rushing around from here to there um, usually late for things and it life was at a very fast pace and it was just actually really enjoyable to slow things down and enjoy life at a slower pace and finally to appreciate what it must be like for older people in our society who have to move around slowly it gave me a greater appreciation for their perspective it gave me empathy for people who are under you know, Disability, disabilities so there was a lot of positive that I positives that I chose to take from that situation so to recap on this first habit of highly effective people it's to be proactive you can choose your reaction to things and the last thing I would say on this habit is there are things within your sphere that you can change and that you are in control of and things you can't and Stephen Covey in the book advises us to focus on the things that we can change the things that are in our control so whilst we're not in control of the pollution around us you know chemicals in the soil we are in control of what we put into our mouths the water we drink the the other drinks we drink the food we eat the exercise we do we're definitely in control of those things so Stephen advised us to focus on those things so here's an action that I want to give you um, for this first habit and we're spending quite a lot of time on habit one we're going to move through a bit quicker on some of the other habits because really this one is setting the stage for the other six habits because all of the, the habits are around the pretense that we are being proactive with our health we're not being reactive and just bouncing around to what the world would um would throw on us we're actually making an empowered choice when it comes to our health so here's the action I want to take want you to take around being proactive make a commitment to a healthier habit and stick to it okay so um whatever that might be for you something that you know that you should maybe be doing or you'd want to be doing but you haven't quite got around to doing it or you're thinking maybe I'll start that next week next month next year why not make a commitment to it now just quite simply just one habit so whether that's drinking more water drinking an extra liter of water a day taking an extra gym class a week going for a walk every morning just something healthy that that you haven't been doing that you think would be beneficial for your health and making that commitment to do that and sticking to it because obviously that's where the rubber hits the road is when we stick to it we can make goals all day long but if they're just nice platitudes that we don't follow through on it's not going to help you and it will reinforce the fact that we're uh, we're unable to make change but the reality is that we are able to make change and it does require proactivity a bit of discipline to start with but once you've formed a new habit and a new neural pathway in our brain then that habit becomes much much easier Okay, so that's your action. Let's move on to habit number two. Habit number two is to begin with the end in mind. So, you need to decide when it comes to your health what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to lose a stone in weight? Are you trying to have more energy in the mornings without caffeine? Are you trying to get rid of psoriasis on your skin that you've had for a long time? Are you looking to reduce the symptoms of asthma? Are you looking to um, improve your skin? Um, You know, get, get specific on this. What would you like to have happen when it comes to your body and health? And then we begin with that end in mind. And when we have a focus on that end goal, it makes it much easier to go day to day and go through the kind of the obstacles and the temptations of unhealthy foods and things it becomes much easier to overcome them and and pass them by when we've got a really strong goal at the end of our thinking and the opposite of that when it comes to your body and health is being very pleasure-centered so just thinking of the moment what do you want to do right now yes I want to go and eat that extra bar of chocolate I want to have a glass of wine this evening when I don't actually need one. And I had one last night. The opposite of that is being very pleasure centered and being in the moment looking for satisfaction right now. So it's it's about not being able to devolve the short-term pleasure for the longer-term gain. So again, let's look at a weight loss example because that's such a common desire for for many of us, isn't it? Um, if we're looking to lose a stone in weight, the end goal is is you're going to feel slimmer, more vibrant, probably more body confident, maybe probably more mentally confident. Might you know it might actually improve your health to lose weight, depending on how you know how heavy you are. So there's going to be a lot of benefits, and and if we focus on that, as opposed to in the moment, I want to have this Chinese meal, I want to have that bottle of wine that cigarette. I want to stay on the couch and watch TV instead of going to the gym. So we need to devolve our lower level in the moment, quick, pleasurable satisfactions to longer term lasting satisfaction. Because the things that we do in the moment just for pleasure generally aren't lastingly satisfying, are they? And, it, and they cheat us of that lasting fulfillment that comes from reaching the goals and, and the things that we really want to achieve So too much time spent at leisure and on the paths of least resistance, says Stephen, ensure that our mind and spirit become lethargic and our heart becomes unfulfilled. And that really is in line with Proverbs. So a quote from Proverbs. Proverbs 13.4 says that the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. So, we don't want to be the sluggard that just is constantly craving things, constantly looking for the next thing, and just taking the path of least resistance. We want to be diligent, um, and then we will be richly supplied. Let's move on to habit number three, which is to put first things first. And Stephen says that we shouldn't subordinate the important and non-urgent things in our life to the non-important and urgent things, but rather we should put the first things in our life first and not the last things first. Okay, so what does that mean in, in practicality? Well, we've all got things in our life that are really, really urgent. So, kids crying emails coming in and they want an answer by you know an hour ago phone calls pings texts these are urgent things these are things that grab our attention in the moment distract us and probably I don't know you know this might be different for you but around what 80% of those things are probably in the scheme of things quite unimportant you need to actually answer that phone call right now do you see what I mean so for the most part these urgent things uh, tend to be more trivial things but just a sent to cause in the moment distraction and to grab our attention compare that or contrast that to the non-urgent things that are really important so it's unlikely that you're going to get bombarded by text messages and phone calls and emails and things saying you need to get up right now and go to the gym go and work out because it's really important (laughs) you need to go and drink a glass of water now because you haven't had one for the last three hours we're not going to get an urgent call to action if you like from the important things and that's the that's the paradox here, We, which requires, um, going back to habit one, proactivity. So we need to proactively assess in our life, okay, so what are the important things? When it comes to our health, what is important but is non-urgent? So here's a few things that I can think of. Important but non-urgent, regularly taking good exercise, whether that's a gym class, cycling, running, a brisk walk, a dance class, A high intensity class, if that's your thing, a spin class, playing some kind of sport, badminton, squash, tennis, table tennis, whatever, horse riding, some kind of exercise is generally not urgent, especially if you're in a place where you're, you're fortunate enough to be experiencing pretty good health then we kind of tend to think to ourselves, well, it's not that important that I exercise right now because things seem okay. But ultimately, those things are important because if we neglect the important things that are non-urgent when it comes to our health, sooner or later, that will make itself an urgent requirement. And by that time... It's not urgent and unimportant. It's urgent and supremely important. And supremely important to the point that it's actually very, very difficult to address this because we've left it so long. So if you suddenly get heart disease or diabetes or you become obese, how much more hard is it to try and pick up the pieces and rectify those health issues than if you'd have just done it when you're in a reasonable state of health, a reasonable size and done it little by little, beginning with the end in mind as in habit too, and just taking the daily, weekly actions that you needed to take to maintain good health as opposed to trying to react to a major crisis. So identify those things that are important but non-urgent. So other things, drinking the right amount of water. The majority of people in the world are chronically dehydrated. Why? You know, I'm assuming if you're able to listen to this podcast you're in a place where you can not only can afford clean running water you know water running from a tap but um you can have it any time of the day, any time you want. You just walk into a kitchen, turn on the tap or go to the shop, buy a bottle of water and it's there for you. So there's really no excuse for us who have the privilege of yeah, having access to money and wealth and good clean facilities to, uh, to be able to drink clean water. So yeah, okay, what else? Other habits that are important but non-urgent when it comes to your health, eating more alkaline and plant-based foods. Now, um, I will in the next couple of ec- episodes, talk about what the alkaline diet is, what it is, what it isn't, and why it's important for us. But uh, for now, let's just say plant-based foods, you want to be in- including more of those in your diet and cutting down on the more meat-based foods, dairy foods, processed foods. So they're really the big three that you need to cut down on and to be increasing plant-based whole foods, whole grains, less refined natural foods. So that's again an important but non-urgent thing that you can be doing right now to be proactive in your health. So how can we relate this to our health and diet? Well I wanted to give you just a very simple action for this, um, this area because the danger is that if we seek to listen to say health advice we're in a minefield of lots and lots of misinformation disinformation so I would advise you to go back and listen to episode two of eternal health where I say how to cut through the noise how to discern the kind of the evidence and um yeah to be smart when knowing whose advice to listen to um and you're listening to this podcast and I would say that this is good advice. Obviously, I'm going to say that. But I very much act on the principles of discerning evidence when it comes to diet and health. And I've got 10 years or more, well, 10 years of results as a business. Uh, how many more years? 17 years personally um, proven results with my health. So yeah, that that's a good barometer of how effective the approach I teach is. So here's your simple action under habit number five. Go to my website, laurarimmer.com, and you'll be able to download your Optimum Health Scorecard if you haven't done that already. And this is a five-minute assessment that's going to allow you to really (laughs) listen. So you're going to seek first to understand what's going on in your own body, your own mind, your own spirit, so those three key areas of your health. Because you're going to come out with a score when you go through this yes-no exercise that will take you, yeah, literally about five minutes. You're going to have your health score and that will really, yeah, enable you to, to firstly understand what's going on with your health. And then to kind of be understood in terms of, well, I like eating this and I like this lifestyle and I don't like doing that. So all of your things that you like, things that you don't like, your habits and propensities and inclinations, if you like you can look at all that afterwards and then kind of tally up the two and say, okay, this is objectively what's going on in my body, mind and spirit. These are the things that I like to do in my life. This is me. This is my habits. This is the way that I live. How can we kind of meet in the middle for a win-win situation? So a very simple exercise, go and find out your health score and email me, go to the contact page on my website or Email me at Laura at com as I mentioned. I'd love to know your health score. And um, and also I'll send you some video training that will help you improve that health score over time. Okay, so let's move on. Two more habits. So habit number six is synergize. And um, synergize really, and synergy really is the ability to create a whole, as in a whole thing that is greater than the sum of its parts. So the principle of one plus one equals three. The whole is, is greater than the sum of the parts. So for example, eating an apple a day is great, but if you combine that with eating an apple a day, drinking two liters of water a day and walking outdoors for half an hour every day, then you're really gonna create some synergy in just three simple actions there that are gonna combine together, work in harmony with each other to really give you <laughs> Um, a boost in energy that you wouldn't have got by just either eating the apple or not eating the apple and drinking the water or just doing the exercise. Combine the three of them and boom, you know, you have this ignited energy in your body. So that's an example of synergy that, um, that I've seen just those three simple habits, habits make all the difference. So here's your simple action under the heading of synergize. So I teach um, in my book, The Alkaline 5 Diet, in my coaching, and it's been my approach for, for many years to teach a synergistic and systematic approach to health in your body and mind, especially. So I've got a framework, the seven point framework for optimum health, healing, weight loss, and there's seven different elements that when you combine them all together is an explosive mix <laughs> of being able to create wonderful, abundant energy, health, healing and weight loss in your body. So you can get that, um, my seven point framework for optimum health, healing and weight loss in the show notes for this podcast. So if you go to lauraremacom forward slash 005, so lauraremacom 005, then um, you'll be able to find that in the show notes and download it for free there. Okay, finally, habit number seven is to sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw. Okay, so before I dive into this, I just want to give you a story from the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that really just illustrates this. So here's the story Suppose you were to come upon someone in the woods working feverishly to saw down a tree. What are you doing? You asked. Can't you see? comes the impatient reply I'm sawing down this tree. You look exhausted, you exclaim. How long have you been at it? Over five hours, he returns, and I'm beat. This is hard work. Well, why don't you take a break for a few minutes and sharpen that saw, you inquire. I'm sure it would go a lot faster. I don't have time to sharpen the saw, the man says emphatically. I'm too busy sawing. Okay, so do you get what's going on there? Basically, it's the premise that oftentimes... If we just take the five minutes, the 10 minutes, the hour needed to sharpen our saw, whether that's something mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, something that is kind of counterintuitive. So, especially if we're busy and we've got all these non-urgent, uh, non-important, urgent things coming in to take our energy and our attention and to distract us, and we've got deadlines and, yeah, people t- we've committed to that we need to get things done for it's counterintuitive to take a step back take a break from that and go and sharpen our saw but as we see in this story the five minutes it would take in sharpening the saw would save hours of time trying to chop down a tree with a blunt saw And we can relate this to any number of areas in our life, couldn't we? So, for me, spending time in God's word in the morning, I find that if I spend 40 minutes or so reading the Bible first thing, I'm much more poised to deal with the day in a much more um, elegant, calm, peaceful, non reactive, proactive way than if I just spend five minutes and think that I haven't got time to read the Bible because I need to get on with my day. It's counterintuitive. If I take that time to read for 45 minutes, be in prayer for 15 minutes or so, take that hour at the beginning of the day to do that, the rest of my day is a lot more productive and better. Same with things that we can eat. It's much better to take the time to cook a healthy meal and it doesn't have to take long at all rather than just grabbing something unhealthy on the go because it's quick and easy and actually we've got a lot of things to do and get on with because that fast food... It's going to be chemical laden, it's going to be unhealthy and it'll probably make us feel sluggish and unenergetic come three hours time. Whereas the healthy food that might have taken 15 or so minutes more to prepare is actually going to give us the energy, the mental resilience, the powers of concentration to, um, to be more effective the rest of our day. So that's habit number seven, sharpen the saw. And again, this is really rooted in the Bible. If we look at the book of Ecclesiastes, which is one of my favorite books in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 10.10 says that if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. So it's basically saying the same thing, isn't it? I would take a guess that Stephen Covey's kind of you know familiar with this passage in Ecclesiastes and has adapted that in his book. But if not, then it's certainly very much in line with with God's word on how to be effective in our lives. So what can we do to sharpen our saw in our lives? Well, I would say pick one of these and um, yeah, as being one of your one of the actions that you could take under this area. So for me it would be definitely reading the bible and praying as a real priority and it's often counterintuitive as i say but it's uh, yeah it it works out very well so if you're christian read the bible pray if you're a non-christian why not read the bible and pray anyway ask god to reveal himself to you read the bible expecting to hear from jesus and yeah if you do that in humility and ask Yeah, ask humbly, read the Bible in sincerity, then you will meet with Jesus in the Bible because the whole Word of God, the Bible is about the Word of God, who is Jesus, the living Word of God. Other things you could do. So, you're already listening to this podcast, which is fantastic because this is going to be changing your mindset. I'm hoping that you're getting some positive things and actions and ideas from this podcast. That's my aim. That's why I'm doing this week after week to give you that. That um that help that guidance that hopefully maybe some inspiration, um to help you along your path of health and and healing and yeah all that stuff. So the fact that you're doing that is fantastic. So I would say continue to do that. The podcast is out every Monday, so maybe mark that in your calendar or subscribe on iTunes, subscribe in your podcast app on your phone to get the new download every week, and then set aside the. 30 minutes, three quarters of an hour or so to listen to that. That's going to help sharpen your health sore if you like. Other things you could do, so exercise, an obvious one. Um, if you're not currently exercising or you feel like you should exercise more, make the time to do that. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables. So cut down on the processed foods. Add in one or two more fruits and vegetables a day. Yeah, a little thing you can be doing that's just going to sharpen that saw for you. So that wraps up the seven habits of highly effective people in relation to your health. So let's just recap what those habits are. So number one is to be proactive so make a commitment to a healthier habit and stick to it would be my advice number two is begin with the end in mind so think about that goal what do you want to achieve with your health what do you you know what would be supremely fulfilling to you and let that take center stage as opposed to the everyday things in the moment things that will give you instant gratification but not lasting satisfaction number three put first things first so don't subordinate the important and non-urgent things to the non-important but urgent things coming in at you all the time number four is to think win-win so your diet must be both healthy and enjoyable and if that's not the case at the moment then look into and continue to um you know listen to this podcast and get guidance on how you can make your diet both healthy and enjoyable not one or the other number five is seek first to understand and then be understood. So firstly you're going to download the Optimum Health scorecard from my website, laurarimmer.com. Take that scorecard assessment get your health score and understand where you are on that scale and take a gauge on how healthy you are at the moment and then think about all the things that you like, all the habits that you currently have and the foods you like and and look at a way to marry the two and make a few adjustments to help improve that health score. Number six is synergize. So realize that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts and the action under this habit is to get my seven point framework for optimum health healing and weight loss which is a synergistic model for health and you can get that under the show notes at laurarimmer.com forward slash double zero five and then finally number seven is to sharpen the saw so take the time needed to rejuvenate your mind body and spirit renew yourself the counterintuitive um Things that you need to do to enable you to have more energy more poise more resilience for the rest of your life so my advice would be to continue to listen to this podcast read the bible pray exercise eat lots of fruits and vegetables okay so that's it for today I hope you've enjoyed this episode please do subscribe in iTunes leave a a positive review and a rating if you would that would be really really appreciated and actually if you email me once you've done that then I will send you um, a little thank you gift as a token of my appreciation and I'm going to leave you with a verse today from Philippians I always think Philippians is one of the most positive, (laughs) really um, uplifting books in the Bible. So Philippians 4, 4 to 8 says this, "'Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God.' and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So thanks so much for listening and I'll look forward to speaking to you next week on another episode of Eternal Health. Bye-bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to the Eternal Health Podcast. Go to laurarimmer.com to download your free Optimum Health Scorecard and find out your current health score, plus tips, coaching, and training on how to get slim, healed, and energized. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and we'll catch you next time on Eternal Health.